Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Baseball America podcast. Baseball America, bringing you baseball news you can't get anywhere else for more than 35 years. Now it's time to talk baseball. Hi, I'm Will Carroll from Modus Global, and we're proud to show you Ahead of the Curve. Lots of stuff that we have to share with you. We're excited to share it with the Baseball America community. So let's get to it. This is Ahead of the Curve, presented by Modus. You know technology and sports are always moving. We're here to tell you what's next, who's next, and how to skate where the puck will be. It's not enough to keep up if you want to be the best. You want to be ahead of the curve. Now, here's Will Carroll. You know, you can find us on iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. But we wanted to share with you a very special interview we had from our very first show. Look, there is no bigger name in sports medicine than Dr. James Andrews. He needs no introduction, but he has a lot to teach you even here in 2017. Let's check out that conversation. Dr. Andrews, it seems like we've been talking about this. Uh, We did a a podcast together about 20 years ago, and it just doesn't seem like there's much progress in reducing these injuries. You were telling me you were uh, just before you came on to talk with me, you were doing a Tommy John surgery. Why aren't we seeing any reductions? Well, uh, I think the... uh social and system aspects of youth baseball are, 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 are dictating what happens to, the, to these young kids. And it's gotten worse as time went on. And what's happening is these young kids are all now specializing right. in youth baseball and playing basically 12 months out of the year. And so we've seen a, a market escalation of, of throwing arm injuries at the youth level. Will, uh, Will, I know you're a statistic man. Let me just tell mm-hmm. you what, what my t- statistics are showing. You know, when you, when you and I first talked about this, I was averaging about nine or 10 Tommy Johns in the high school age and younger age group per year. Right. Nine or 10, something like that. We started tracking them at uh, the American Sports Medicine Institute and we saw it going up, up, up to where it really appeared to be an alarming increase to epidemic proportions. And uh, the last statistics that we did at ASMI and also down here at the Andrews Institute showed that out of all the Tommy John's procedures I'm doing over the last few years, it's now percentage has gone up to 56% or high school age 19 years of age and younger. Wow. So 50% of the total is now these young kids. Now that's completely opposite. So it's flipped upside down. Right. This used to be a, an injury for major league baseball pitchers. But now the, the, the big group, when you talk about high school and younger versus college versus minor leagues versus pro major leagues, 
Uh, it's completely flipped upside down. Yeah, I saw uh, John Rogel had a stat that uh, this year, just the ones he's tracking, and he, he probably doesn't have a complete set, though he does a great job tracking these. He's he's found over 100 Division One Tommy John surgeries this year alone. Who said that? Uh, John Rogel. He, he does a, a website yeah. that tracks Tommy John surgeries at all yeah. levels. And, and you know, tracking... like I've done that many. Yeah, exactly. I, I did. I did. Uh, I did. I think seven last week. And they were all. They were all either freshmen in high in college or younger. Wow. Freshmen in college is a big, a big jump too when they go from high school to college, and the workload goes up and they play uh, extended games in in high school. Then they play their their travel league in the summer. Then they hit the colleges in the fall. And they play, particularly junior colleges, they play 30 games in the fall, some, some of these junior colleges around here. So they're all hurt. It's crazy. Now, obviously, we've seen an increase in workload. The specialization uh, leads to more pitching rather than more throwing. But we've also seen an incredible uh, increase in velocity. It used to be 95 miles an hour what was amazing, and Ry Nolan Ryan stood out throwing 100 miles an hour. Now we see 95 every day. Uh, and we've, we've got closer after closer going into 100 to 105. When you're going inside these damaged elbows, are you seeing more force that, that's uh, taking these elbows apart? Well, what you're seeing is ossification uh, when they're young. Uh, I did one, this, the one I did this afternoon is a high-velocity pitcher, a, a, a reliever, and, and uh, high-velocity. And he's got a ossification where he pulled part of the bone off of the medial left condyle right. up the upper part where the ligament attaches that was formed with where the ligament pulled off probably when he was 12, 13. He mm -hmm. doesn't even remember it. But that's what you're seeing. You're seeing if you if you take even the the major league pitchers that are having trouble, if you really question them close, you'll find out they had their first little injury when they were 12, 13, 14 years old. Oh, yeah, I remember I missed a month, sore elbow. Mm -hmm. Or you'll see the ossification that occurred when they were kids. So, yeah, you see when you have an avulsion like that, it means they're throwing with more power than their ligament will, will withstand, and they're pulling it right off with, bone, with a little piece of bone right off its insertion. Yeah, it you reminds know, we, me. We did studies at ASMI in high school, and best we could tell, the, the red line for a high school ligament is about 80 miles per hour. When you get to 85, it becomes suspect. When you get to 90 miles per hour uh, pitching, you really got to be careful because they're, 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 they're going beyond the, the RPM, the red line of their ligament development. Yeah, so, you know, baseball is a developmental sport, and the ligament gets stronger and thicker and withstands greater forces as you play baseball all the way up until 25, 26 years old. But now they're throwing 95 or 99. I've got a kid coming up here uh, tomorrow uh, that's throwing 99 and tore his ligament coming out of high school. That would, would probably be one of the first picks in the draft. It's, but they're way beyond their red line. 
Absolutely. And knowing what that red line is, is tougher and tougher. Yeah, it, it reminds me, I had a conversation with Tommy John himself, not the surgery, but the man. Uh, and he talked about knowing that his original injury to his elbow came when he, he was playing literally. He said it was, I think, 12 years old when he went from the smaller field to the bigger field. And that's that's when he hurt himself. He says he overthrew. And, and that was the, the genesis of it, really. Well, that's that's exactly what you see. And, you know, everybody's talking about the increased incidence of our of our young major league pitchers getting hurt right now. And the problem is, is that the first group that really came through when year-round baseball became a vogue. And they so they started their problem off when they were kids, and they made it all this to, to, to this level before they actually wound up having to have surgery, perhaps. A lot of them don't make it that far, but that's – that's why we're seeing so many of them hurt uh, in the minor leagues early or, or, or young major league pitchers early in their careers because they had they were first hurt when they were 12 years old or so, and, and they're the first group to really get heavy into year-round baseball. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to see. Now, you're best known as a, a sports surgeon, uh, both baseball, football, other sports. Uh, but you've also done a lot in research. You, you helped establish the American Sports Medicine Institute. Uh, you're a big part of Pitch Smart, which MLB uh, is a part of. So you've done your part, obviously. Do you feel like well, Major League Baseball and <laughs> uh, do you feel like Major League Baseball and teams have done enough, or even on the football side, do you feel like the NFL or, or any sport is doing enough in terms of research and prevention? You know, I think. Major League Baseball should be commended for getting involved with youth sports, youth baseball. You know, for years, Major League Baseball took the, the stance that they wouldn't do any, any put any monies into research or get involved in anything that didn't have a direct uh, bearing on Major League Baseball players. So they had nothing to do with youth baseball. Finally, uh, over the last four or five years, they realized that they had an obligation to go beyond taking care of Major League Baseball pitchers, that they had to do something about the kids that are you know, at the younger ages. And the reason they, they finally figured that out was they kept looking at their drafts, and all these kids had already been operated on, already been hurt. So it really got their attention. And they, they have really been behind uh, trying to get involved with prevention of injuries in youth baseball uh, for several years now. And, but there's only so much they can do. And they really have helped with the Pitch Smart program because parents have a tendency not to listen to me, for example, but they have a tendency to listen to Major League Baseball. Right. Uh, they still are up, up, up against a, a brick wall, though, in trying to change things. Now, the NFL is also needs to be commended because, you know, they've really gotten behind safety issues, too. Uh, they've got a, a lot of money that's out there for research on, on, on helmets. Uh, they've, they've spent a lot of time trying to change rules, uh, making people aware of concussions and, and, and standardizing how these kids should be taken care of, which trickle down from the NFL all the way down to colleges and to all the way down to high schools, junior high schools, because of their stand. So, you know, it didn't come early. It, it could have come a long time ago, but, uh, you know, uh, they, they really made an effort, and I think they're doing a great job at this point. 
I know one of the teams you work with, Tampa Bay Rays, uh, gosh, this is probably 2004, 2005 when they first brought you in there. And one of their big focuses was, you know, we don't have the best players. We don't have the biggest budget. Uh, we've got to compete with the Yankees. So we've got to keep all our players on the field. Why don't more teams take that kind of uh, sports science uh, approach? And do you see a rise in, in prehab or in sports science across American sports? I think, I think that's, that's now across the board. Everybody's involved in that much more than they used to. Uh, you, I don't know if you remember the article in Sports Illustrated they had about how the Rays took care of their of their throwers. Mm-hmm. When was that? About three years ago. Right. Uh, and and I think that got everybody's attention too. But now they, they everybody's putting science into prevention and helping take care of their of their baseball players at the major league and minor league level. Uh, so I think all of that's changed. I think the emphasis now is trying to make sure they take good care of them. They bring them in young. They put them on a pitch count, put them on an inning count or whatever, coming out of high school when they draft them high or when they draft them high coming out of college. Uh, they keep them on a, uh, on a pitch count for the first year. They don't try to bring them straight up to the major leagues and have them throw 200 innings right away. I mean, they're, 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 they're doing a good job with it. Of course, the problem is injuries are going to occur. We can't stop all of them. Uh, but everybody's aware of that now, and it's amazing uh, where we've come from. Now, we, uh, as, as we can have said before, uh, we got a long ways to go, but, it, but we've come a long ways too, but can't sit on our laurels at this point. Exactly, and one of the more interesting developments is actually being uh, led by one of your protégés, Dr. Jeff Dugas. He's been working with a, a, something that came about uh, in, in uh, again, European soccer led the way. Uh, it was a Scottish surgeon that started this internal brace. Uh, what do you think of this technique that we're starting to see move into into baseball and football? I think it's um, it can be good and bad if you pick the right patient. And really, that's in, that internal splint for for Tommy John's ligament is designed for young kids that have a very minor injury. Uh, that are not high-level pitchers at that point, and it's designed for one that's that's maybe not severe enough to do a full Tommy John procedure on. Yet you can do that to protect them and to get them through high school and to get them matured. The bad part of that situation is that it's we have no no evidence as to how it would work on really significant. Tommy John ligament injuries that should require and should and do require a full reconstruction. So what you're going to see because of the the time element getting them back quicker is you're going to see high level major league pitchers uh, and general managers as well as agents wanting to, to do that procedure on on patients on on athletes that it's not designed for, and then we we have a problem because it probably we don't know we. We certainly have no evidence that would work on somebody that has a full-blown Tommy John Legman injury. So we've got to be careful with it till we get more research out about getting too excited about who should have it and, and go up the ladder with it. So we don't know that yet. Last question for you, Dr. Andrews. Uh, obviously, uh, your work stands for itself. You've written books about the problem. You've done research on the problem. You've been part of 
uh, programs that try to solve this problem. But if you had a pitcher out there listening now, if you had a parent out there listening now, uh, if you had a coach out there listening, what what's that one piece of advice you wish everybody knew that might help prevent some of these injuries? Every thrower in baseball should have at least two months off each year when they're not doing an overhead throwing sport and preferably three to four months off for rest. Uh, And and on top of that, I can expand that, Will, to tell them that if you throw at any level with fatigue, we've proven, particularly at the youth level, that if you throw with fatigue, that means uh, event fatigue, seasonal fatigue, or year-round fatigue, there's a 36 to one times, 3,600 increase percent, 3,600 percent increase that you can injure your throwing shoulder or elbow. So give these kids enough time to recuperate and don't play year-round baseball throwing. That was Dr. James Andrews. You can find his practice at Andrews Sports Medicine or at the Andrews Institute. And obviously far too many baseball players out there all the way down to the high school and youth levels are getting to know Dr. Andrews personally. Let's hope that some of the things he shared with us can help change baseball for the better. Hi, this is Brian Gells, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Modus Global. We're proud to bring you Ahead of the Curve, which will bring you the best of sports, science, and technology each week. Our mission at MODIS is to make every move count. We're experts in biomechanics, from our world-class lab to our gold standard sensors in MODIS Throw and MODIS QB. We believe that technology only makes sports better, and our mission is to help people improve performance and reduce risk by measuring their movements. I hope you'll visit us at www.modisglobal.com or follow us on Twitter at MODIS Global. Again, thanks for listening. I'm Will Carroll, and for everybody here at Modus Global, we thank you and our partners at Baseball America. Make sure to check us out on iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. Have a great day. This concludes our program. Want more in-depth baseball coverage? Be a better fan. Visit BaseballAmerica.com to get more comprehensive baseball coverage. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.